Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to today. It is Monday. I'm sorry, it is not Monday because we had Labor Day. It is Tuesday, uh, September 7th. I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend and are ready for this next week. Hey, if you have a 401k that you're contributing to, is it being managed properly? Are you getting the help you need? Hey, it's something that we can help you with here at Statler Financial Now. Uh, give us a call at 863-382-0037 for our free report that we have on 401k plans. So with that, uh, Dave is coming up next. Looking forward to our conversation today. And uh, hey, we're really at the tail end of earnings season. Not sure what will show up today, but hey, we'll find something to talk about. Dave will join us up next. Yeah, 21. Time to check in and find out how Wall Street is doing this morning. And frankly, after a three-day weekend, Wall Street starting out, well, they need more coffee this morning. <laughs> Let's find some news and see what's going on with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, I trust you had a great Labor Day weekend. Yeah, we did. We was all over the place. But, uh, yep, it's, uh, it was a great weekend. And, uh, well, hey, we're back in the office today. And, uh, hey, exciting that uh, I actually forgot that when I first went on the air or went on my video recording, I, was, I said, it's welcome to Monday. But it's not Monday. It's really Tuesday. It just feels like Monday to you guys that were smarter than us radio geeks and took the day off yesterday. <laughs> For me, it's Tuesday, and I got no trouble remembering that at all. Uh, backing up to Friday, just so everybody knows what went on, obviously the markets were closed yesterday. Friday looked like uh, you and I were kind of calling this at the beginning, that we wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a tail down in the blue chips because nobody likes leaving money on the table when they can't control it over a weekend. So we were off by 75 points on the Dow, off by about a point and a half on the Standard & Poor's, but NASDAQ, evidently, they were optimistic as they actually traded it up by 32 points. It almost looked like a semi-normal day on Friday, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. You know, I mean, I look at the, the S&P 500 especially. I mean, yeah, it's a really flat day. Um, Dow gave up a little bit, not much, though, given, given the high price it is at right now. And then NASDAQ, well, you know, you eat out a little bit of gain, and, and so that was kind of a... Well, you know, it was kind of flat going into the weekend, but we that was better than what could have happened. Oh, yeah, we'll take that happily, especially going into a three-day weekend, because very often there is that tendency at the end of the day to uh, take nothing over a weekend rather than taking a risk on something weird going on. And with all the stuff going on in the world, one never does know what could happen over a three-day weekend. So I was kind of surprised that it looked the way it looked at the end on Friday, because, well... So many uncontrollables going on at the moment between the virus, that uh, new mu variation on the coronavirus, and all the junk going on over in Afghanistan. I think if I were a high roller, I'd be tempted to take nothing for a three-day weekend and then come back on Tuesday as well. Well, that, that's right. I mean, those are the things that uh, you take into consideration, especially if you're a trader. You know, you, you don't want to get caught um, holding stuff that might uh, might go down over the weekend. Uh, absolutely. We start out the week with a fairly slow news day, but I did get kind of a bang out of one thing, and you and I were giggling about it earlier. I mean, you corrected me when I did this, but I'm still calling it shorthand. Of all the companies to join the Standard & Poor's 500 effective this week, Tinder is on it. Actually, their ownership group, right? That's right. Not Tinder itself, because Tinder is actually owned by a company called Match Group, which owns not only Tinder, but a lot of other dating websites. Uh, but guess what? They get to become part of the S&P 500. Um, 
500 companies on uh, in, on planet Earth, or at the very least on our side of the pond, is now a web dating company. That just that, that blows my mind. It really does. And they're replacing, get this, a company called Pergio, which I don't really know what they, they, they're a health and wellness company, whatever that really means, but they're getting replaced. They're, they're not doing what they should be doing. So they're, they're dropping off and, uh, and match group is going to take their place in the S and P 500, which is, which is helping, which is helping their stock Dave, because they're up like 9.3% this morning. Well, yeah, all of a sudden, when you join one of the major indexes, all of a sudden you get included into a whole bunch of index funds and mutual funds that only buy from the S&P. So, yeah, if, they, uh, if they've grown enough to be able to justify being included in one of the 500 biggies, I would imagine they got kind of some automatic ads to a whole pile of mutual funds and stock and exchange-traded funds, didn't they? Yeah, they will. I'm not sure exactly. It didn't say exactly the date for that change, but uh, it'll be later on in September. All right. I just it's it's of of all the industries to uh, grow and uh, turn into big companies, the online dating never struck me as one of them. The news that I uh, that really I reacted to this morning as much as anything. Friday we had an undeniably crummy employment report. We only added about a third as many jobs as we expected to. Yes, the unemployment rate itself dropped down to 5.2%, but still, I mean, our labor force participation rate pretty well stalled at 61.7%, and uh, we were expecting that to have a little bit more of a reaction than it did. Over the weekend, a whole bunch of the big brokerage firms have been kind of going into spinmeister mode and saying, well... Uh, permanent job losses declined on the thing, and uh, they did bring out one point that was actually a bright spot. Uh, the uh, average pay jumped by six-tenths of a percent last month, and that means the average paycheck has gone up on an hourly basis by 4.3% year over year. So wage growth, to its credit, is going up by a little bit. So there are some bright spots to be had on the jobs front. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think we may see more of that going forward. I saw an ad you know, somewhere, one of the banks, I can't remember which one it was now, is is increasing their um, starting pay to like $18 an hour. Um, it may have been PNC Bank, but there, there was a bank that I saw that, that advertised that out there that they were looking for for employees, and uh, and that was going to be their minimum base pay, $18 an hour. So uh, I think more and more we'll see that. But but I find it interesting, too, Dave, that I'm looking at what's the, the economic things that are coming out this week. You know, what things will we be looking for? Well, there's not much today. Uh, now, tomorrow, um, the uh, it will be after, after the morning show, but at 10 o'clock tomorrow, the job openings number come out. Remember, last month, that number was 10.1 million job openings, the highest we'd ever seen. Um, uh-huh. And they're expecting still to be 10 million um, tomorrow. And so that, um, that, that to me causes some concern because we have that many openings right now for people to go to work and, um, and they're not getting filled. And to me, that's just a big hole. And it's going to be intriguing to see the trending on that over weeks and months that come, because as of this morning, 
that $300 extra kick on unemployment compensation goes away from the federal government, which, if the conventional wisdom is the case, that that's the reason people haven't been going back to work, those job openings numbers should trend downward markedly after this week, in theory, uh, right? Absolutely. I, I do believe that that should be the case, given uh, you know people losing that extra federal unemployment. So, But that'll be the key, and, and obviously we won't know that tomorrow. Uh, but uh, but next month, when we look at job openings, uh, that will be a key thing to look at because it will it will tell us if that was or was not the case. Absolutely. there And there's a pretty lively argument going on on the political billboards about uh, whether or not the kick in unemployment comp from the federal government has kept people out of work or not, because a lot of the folks that advocate for extending it are saying that a lot of the people that are out of work are in specialized jobs that simply haven't come back yet, and they can't find anything appropriate in going to a $13 an hour. And yes, you can get 13 an hour flipping burgers these days. Simply doesn't match up with a need, so there's $13 an hour jobs going begging in places like Taco Bell or shutting up early and closing their hours up early because they can't find people. Uh, whether or not this is going to be enough to make it happen, well, sometimes about the only way to find out which side of the argument is right is to just do it, and that's kind of what the Biden administration has decided to do. Well, that's true, and here's the deal, that we should start, at least here in Florida, we should start to see it being um, somewhat helpful because, you know, at $13 an hour, uh, if you, given you can get 40 hours a week, um, that's over $500 a week in pay. And, and let's face it, unemployment without the $300 in the state of Florida will not be close to that number. That's understood. Yeah. And, and also, Florida may benefit more from that because we're such a service driven economy down here to begin with that a lot of our jobs are those lower-paying jobs, legitimate wrap on our economy. But at the same time, uh, the jobs that are going begging right now are the jobs that we get fat on in this state to begin with. That's right. I mean, we are a service provider, for sure. Without a doubt. Isn't it an intriguing thought? Uh, other reports that are due later on this week, I really haven't had a chance to look at the future calendar. The job openings I'd noticed, but the rest of it, once we get past tomorrow, I haven't had enough time to really look around. I don't think beyond the unemployment claims number on the first, of the, uh, first thing on Thursday morning, we've got a whole lot going on this week that's a market mover. Well, the only thing you do have on Friday, we have the producer price index comes out. And that's, that kind of precurses the consumer price index. And isn't it in October that we get our word as to exactly what the increase on Social Security is off a consumer price index? I would think it is because they got to start making prep for that uh, to, to take effect in January. So I think in October we should get the, um, the word as to how much um, Social Security benefits will increase for 2022. Suddenly this year, that suddenly matters to me now that I'm an old coot on Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly care. <laughs> it makes a difference. Needless to say, we got a relatively quiet day going on today, resetting the table for the day. Uh, it was a mixed bag on Wall Street on Friday and really not a lot of movement in any direction. The blue chips were off by just a tinge. The uh, tech stocks on the NASDAQ up by just a tinge. We've had three days to sit and cook, and I'm looking at my futures this morning, and they look an awful lot like they, like they did yesterday morning at this time. 45 minutes early, where are we heading? Dave, they're really flat. I mean, we've got the the Dow up five dollars. We got the S and P five hundred up a dollar fifty. We got Nasdaq up three dollars. 
nothing earth shattering except for as a percentage, the S&P 500 VIX is up over 1.8% this morning. So um, that's a pretty substantial increase in the VIX as we head into today. What prompts that out of curiosity? I, I, mean, I don't know. Days. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't see anything. I haven't read anything that gives me any indication of that, but, uh, but definitely that, uh, that caught my eye this morning. Hmm. They must the be seeing something weren't. Yeah, on the commodity side, we see a lot of red ink today, Dave. We got silver down one and a half percent, gold down one point two percent, significant downturns, and uh, and crude oil is down one point six percent this morning to sixty eight dollars and seventeen cents a barrel right now. Which I'm going to bet is probably due to reopening some of the oil derricks out in the Gulf again, right? You know, I'm thinking maybe so. I mean, I know there's maybe. an oil spill out there they're working on. Oh, that I hadn't heard. I knew they were reopening the uh, wells, so that probably would explain a part of it. The oil spill I hadn't caught news on. i got to do some research. Overseas markets, Asian rim was almost uniformly up, and in some cases, market, the uh, Chinese composite was up by a percent and a half this morning at the close. Europe isn't quite as convinced. They're kind of looking like us. I got like two-tenths of a percent either side of the zero mark this morning. couple more on the pink side than they are on the green side early through this morning, halfway into their day. Philip, getting advice as far as how to make hay off of the markets the way they are right now takes a neutral set of eyes. How do I get an appointment with you to get that advice? They then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And, of course, join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. All righty. And I'm going to miss you for a couple of days in here, and I look forward to talking to you next time, Philip. You have a good day. All right? All right, man. You too. Take care. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, I just want to remind you as we wind down today that uh, hey, 401ks are important. And making sure that um, you're taking care of your 401k as in terms of investments is vitally important, especially the closer you get to retirement. Well, we've got to the situation now where here at Statler Financial, we are able to actually help you with your 401k. If that's a concern to you, you'd like to talk more, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now.